My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we begin this first Sunday of Lent, a meditation on temptation and the first sin by Adam and Eve. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and so man became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and good for food, with the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat it or even touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The Word of the Lord. Mark Twain once said, The best way to get rid of temptation is to give in to it. Temptation. It's something we all feel and something we sometimes give in to. Human beings have wrestled with it since the Garden of Eden, as our first reading takes us back to that moment, the beginning when Adam and Eve were first tempted and sinned. Satan appears in the form of a serpent. Slithering towards Eve, he allures her into eating from the tree of knowledge. Did God really say, You shall not eat from any of the trees in the garden, he hisses? No. God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like gods. Notice Satan does not deny the existence of God when manipulating Eve. Satan is far more cunning than that. He tries convincing Eve to doubt her need for God. Your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods, he says, meaning you will be free from your need for God. You will be independent, self-sustaining. This becomes a marquee tactic of the devil, not to make us doubt God's existence as much as convincing us not to care that God exists or convincing us not to believe that God has our best interests in mind. The moment Eve looks at the fruit, she concludes, the text tells us, 
three things. It is good for food, it's pleasing to the eyes, and it's desirable for gaining wisdom. So Eve takes the fruit and bites into it. Most of our temptations stem from that moment and from those three conclusions. Although God commands Eve not to eat the fruit, doing so would be poisonous to her body and her soul, she perceives it in that moment as good for food, something pleasing to her physical appetite. Often we face the same temptation to bite into things that seem pleasing to our appetites in the moment, but in reality leave us feeling tired and depressed and alone. For example, do we ever overindulge in things like food, drink, betting, social media, or the wild world of the internet? We can spend hours draining ourselves, wasting our time. And for what good? We think these things will satisfy us in the moment, but they never do. One way to combat this temptation to overindulge is to fast, creating a stronger sense of self-discipline and restoring the balance that is so often missing in life. Secondly, Eve finds the fruit pleasing to the eyes. Lured by its shape and its color, she bites in, Then she shares it with Adam. Chances are they both went back for more, even though God commanded them not to. Today you and I are lured by a different kind of fruit, things that are pleasing to the eyes, a nice pair of shoes, a fashionable purse, a new set of golf clubs, a fancy car, a bigger home, the list goes on. We acquire these things, we acquire stuff, over birthdays, holidays, normal days. But it's never enough. Somehow having more leaves us feeling just as restless weeks or months later as we did before. Like Eve staring at that fruit, what lures me? What do I find myself constantly wanting more of? One way to assuage that desire for more, ironically enough, is to give alms to those who have less. As St. Francis of Assisi reminds us, it's in giving that we receive. Finally, Eve finds the fruit desirable for gaining wisdom. Although God warns her not to touch it, not even to look at it, she cannot turn away. So she does what she wants instead of what she should. She bites into the fruit she was forbidden to eat. This is perhaps the most common temptation of all, pride. Thinking that we can have whatever we want or do whatever we want, even when our conscience tells us otherwise. When do I ignore my conscience? and do what I want, 
instead of what I should. One way to humble ourselves into doing the right thing is through prayer. The best way to get rid of temptation, Mark Twain once said, is to give into it. While witty, if Twain lived by that law, he would have been quite restless and miserable in the end. The wisdom of Lent tells us the best way to get rid of temptation and ultimately to find human happiness comes through things like fasting and almsgiving and prayer. May God bless us on these 40 days ahead, for doing so will bring us the joy of Easter.